So I've been driving to, I drive to Coopersville every day for work and um, it's just not on my way to work, but it was funny because um, every day for the last, well, I shouldn't say that it hasn't happened in a couple of days, but um, for about three weeks, every day I would drive to work and I would see a bald eagle, whether it was on by our house or on the way to work. I mean, no matter what direction I drive, I have three different routes that I can take to get to where I need to go. So I'm, I'm seeing this eagle and I'm like, okay, you know, and my wife in, in her in, infinite wisdom says, well, what's God telling you about that? I'm like, oh, I know he's telling me something about that. I didn't need you to, uh, to tell me that, but she tells me that anyway. Quit looking at me like that. Um, love my wife. She has the ability to, um, you know, just state the obvious. And, um, but God speaks to me in nature a lot. Like there's, a, the, it's not just, you know, I get cues and, uh, and things from God, but when he really, he really speaks to me through things because that's what I loved. I've always, as a child, I loved going out in the woods, being with animals, you know, being, you know, not household animals, like wild animals. Household animals, if you throw them out in the woods, I might like them, but household animals don't like them. Wild animals love them. You throw, you th- you throw a dog out in the woods, hey, look, a wild dog, it's cool, but if it's in my house, it's like, I don't want this dog in my house. Anyway, um, but he, he, I get a lot, of, uh, a lot of ideas and a lot of things from nature, and that's how God speaks to me in, in certain areas. And so I'm, I'm seeing these bald eagles like every day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes different times. So I, I started, okay, I'm like, okay, God, what are you telling me? And, and so he just kind of says, well, find out what they are. Find out what, where they come from or, you know, what, all the details of them. And I didn't find out all the details of them, but a couple things that I found out was this is, when I can see you guys, I can see, I see 180 degrees. I see 180 degrees. An eagle can see 340 degrees. Because of the way it's eye placement, it can see 340 degrees. And I don't know if you, I would actually want to be able to see that much because, you know, some, I turn around somebody's like, you know, you don't want to see what's behind you sometimes. But, and then I also started looking at it and an eagle has, 25 or 24 vision. Most people, a human vision, the perfect vision is 20-20. Most people are like, I believe, 20-30-ish, somewhere in that area. Um, some people are like, you know, 2,500. You know, they can't see without, you know, like, you know, inch thick glasses on because, you know, they have to wear binoculars basically to be able to see anything. But the eagle has 25 or 24 vision which is basically to be able to see an ant from a 10-story building. And I'm like, I'm reading this, I'm like, holy cow. I mean, like, they can literally be sitting on a 10-story building and see an ant or see something that is a speck to us from looking right here. They can see it and know what it is. And so I started to, to really think about, and God was saying, you need to, to, we need to look at what the, the eagle sees. He has, he has great vision. He can see very far. He can see detail very, from a far distance. Um, literally, they can, um, they can, um, their hearing is very, is very acute too. They can actually hear a mouse before they see it from, from a far distance. And they can just, and then they can um, hone in on it. Once they hear it, they can hone in on it with their eyes and find it. But what, what happens is, is they have the ability to see long distances, very, very, um, um, wide range of vision that they can see from. And, and so many times we, we have, you know, you get that idea of tunnel vision. Eagles live tunnel vision because all, they don't see a wide 
um, stance. Their vision is so sharp and so zoomed in, they don't see um, a wider picture sometimes because their vision is tuned in, but their eyes can rotate 340 degrees or they can see 340 degrees, but they don't have, the, but their vision is so sharp and so honed in that they don't, uh, that they don't see um, a wide picture sometimes. They can see a wide picture, but it's, it's very, they have a very focused vision because they're looking for their prey. They're looking for something to eat, something that may be coming to their nest. So they're focusing on things a lot. But I started to, to talk to God and say, okay, God, what, what is this? And, and how do you, what do you want me to do with this? And um, I tend to, we had one in our backyard, or not in our backyard, but in the field. There's a big tree in, our, in the field behind us. And I was watching him and, and oh, watching it. And they just sit there. And, and you'll watch every now and then their head will twist. And then it'll twist back and twist back. If you've ever watched um, birds, uh, um, owls, eagles, they have their heads just like they, uh, like on a, you know, pivot and they just spin back and forth sometimes. And I was sitting there and God just like, watch him, watch him. And, and I was watching this bird and it's just sitting there, not, body's not moving, but the head's just moving. It's constantly watching. It's looking down, up, down, you know, it's focusing because it's looking for something. It was looking for food. It was looking for prey. And so he said, watch it. And, and it made me start to think and made me start to, to, God was kind of showing me how we need to, to be able to watch. The, the, vi- the vision that this eagle has is 340 degrees. I mean, there's no way on earth we have 340 degree vision. We don't see everything. We, we see, you know, like this, and that's all we see. And we have to see something out of the corner of the eye and turn to it, or the eagle could just turn his eye and see it without having to even um, really move his head. And so he started to talk to me about um, watching and being watchful in, in, our, in our lives and watchful in, um, in everything that we do. Um, you know, and, and God spoke to me in my own personal life through that, but then he started speaking to me even more about, um, as a message, to be watchful. And I started going through and I started reading some scripture in Nehemiah 4. Um, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says... Um, Sanballat was very angry when he learned that they were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. He flew into a rage and mocked the Jews, saying in front of his friends and, and the Sumerian officers, what does a bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they are doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones of that? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked, that the stone wall would collapse even if a fox walked along the top of it. And then Nehemiah says, Then I prayed, Hear us, O God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads and may themselves become captive in a foreign land. So if you guys have ever read any of the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, when he's rebuilding the wall, he set watchmen on the wall. Um, he put guards upon the wall to watch the wall to make sure that they, when they were working, there wasn't people coming in and trying to hinder what they were um, trying to do. They weren't trying to hinder the work that they were trying to do. So Nehemiah, he's, he sets up the, the, the task of rebuilding the walls and rebuilding um, is what God had called him to do. And so he, he sets people and he says, okay, I need you to watch from this time to this time. And it wasn't just at night to make sure that nobody snuck in. It was all day long while they were building because he wanted to make sure that they weren't hindered in building the wall so they could build constantly. 
So Nehemiah set up watchmen, not just soldiers, but it says um, in Nehemiah 7, regular citizens. He said people will guard the walls and they will guard in front of their own homes too. So he not only said, I'm going to have soldiers watch, I'm not, going to have gu- I'm not only going to have guards that watch, but the people who of their own homes are going to be watchful. They're going to stand in front of their own homes and watch. Now, this was a, it was a, a really um, weird time in Israel. The, they had, the temple had been destroyed. I mean, they're rebuilding. They're trying to rebuild everything, basically. And, and Nehemiah actually has permission from his captive king to go back and rebuild. So he goes back and he's, he's, he's trying to do it, but he's got people that are, oh, you're not going to do it. There's people out there mocking him saying, hey, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. And they're, they're sending other people. There's other uh, lands, other uh, uh, people that are trying to stop them from doing that because they know if they rebuild that they're going to be powerful. And so he only, not only sets up people to guard the walls and to watch out of the walls, but he sets people to watch their own homes. And Romans uh, actually talks about, uh, I can't remember where it is in Romans, but it talks about watch out for people who cause division. Because if you look at these two guys, they're, they're, they're mocking him. They're, they're trying to uh, stop what he's doing. And Romans says to watch out for people who will cause division in your life. Now, when we look at Nehemiah, he was, this is a daunting task. He's, he's asked to rebuild this wall that's been torn down. I mean, just destroyed, burnt, everything. Um, so he, he's going into this daunting task and he knows that he has enemies. He knows he has people who are going to stop them, and he has to make sure that he's watching. He has to make sure that he is mindful of the things that he is doing and making sure that the people that are working with him are mindful of it also. But Song of Solomon, uh, in Song of Solomon 2, it says, uh, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that destroy the vine. So David actually talks about this in Psalms also. He, he talks about how his enemies want to watch, are, are watching him and they're ready to um, come down in, in anger and eager to destroy him. So David's full of, uh, fully aware that there are, are people, there are um, things that the enemy has sent, whether it was a physical enemy or a spiritual enemy, that they had sent to destroy the work and ready to, to destroy what God was trying to do. David was full aware of it because he had enemies of his own people, enemies of foreign people that were constantly trying to destroy him. So... 1 Peter 5, 8, and, this, and some of you guys may know this scripture. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it for you. Uh, you can turn there if you want to. But um, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Stay alert. Watch out for, for your enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we have to be watchful of things in our lives. We have to be watchful of what God, um, of what God is directing us to do and what he wants us to do. You know, Nehemiah set up watchmen. Uh, Solomon says, watch for the foxes. Catch the little foxes before they destroy the, the vine. Um, David says, my enemies are watching. So if, if God's telling us to be watchful, we know already that the enemy is watching. We know that they're willing to come down and destroy. They know they're eager to destroy what God is doing in our lives and in our church and in our, in our careers and everything like that. 
um, you know, our families and our homes. And, and so if our enemies are watching, we have to be watchful of that. So Nehemiah puts a watchman on the wall. But then in Isaiah, it's funny because Isaiah 21.6 says, put a watchman on the wall to watch and be aware. We all need to watch and be aware in our own lives um, what is going on. I think sometimes we get, we get so um, caught up in our everyday routine that when something does happen, we're like, where did this come from? You know, sometimes it's like, man, there was a sneak attack, you know, whether it was a physical thing or a spiritual thing. And it's like, man, where did this come from? Because sometimes we forget to watch. We forget to be aware of our surroundings. And, and that's one thing I learned when I was a little kid was um, my dad really taught me when you go out in the woods, you have to be aware of your surroundings because you don't know what you're walking up on. It could, it could be somebody hunting. It could be uh, an animal, not that it's a, 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 you know, something that could hurt you, but it could be a deer. It could be, um, it could be a, a, a trap. I mean, there, there's a lot of different things in the woods that we had to um, watch out for, whether it was holes or swamp. We had to be careful when we were walking around the swamp if it was a, a, you know, a, a spot that you could fall into. Um, but we, I was taught to be aware of my surroundings, looking at where I'm going and what I'm doing, not just, you know, so many times people, they walk and they look down when they walk because they want to see what's in front of them, but they're not aware of everything around them. They're just aware of what the next two steps are. So, God, you know, I had to really pay attention to what I'm doing. I mean, I've, I've been out in the woods over by our house and I've walked upon hunters illegally hunting in the middle of whatever non-season it is. And they're like, what are you doing out here? I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, uh, what are you doing out here? And he goes, you just scared off a big deer. I said, yeah, I know. I was listening for him. Didn't hear you, but I heard the deer. And, um, but I was not aware of that because I, wasn't, I didn't hear everything. I, because I was walking, I heard the deer, but I didn't hear him sitting in a tree stand hunting. And um, so when we're in life, we have to be watchful things. You know, we get so busy in our routines and our jobs and our family and and, and church and, and life. And, and then we, you know, end of the week, we're like, what the heck just happened? You know, we, we don't even, we got so caught up in it that we didn't take that time to be watchful of what God is, is trying to show us or, or be watchful of uh, what the enemy was trying to do or how he was trying to attack in our lives. So uh, multiple times you have the prophet saying, put watchmen on the wall. Watch, be aware. So we need to watch over our own walls, the outside walls, to make sure the enemy is not um, prowling around outside looking to destroy something. But also watch over the, the inside walls of our lives. Because Nehemiah said, watch over the walls of your life, but watch, the inside, watch on the inside too over your homes. He put people in front of their homes saying, watch over your homes. So we, we have to be constantly watchful of what we do. Um, you know, uh, Psalms twenty one twenty three says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. How many of you guys ever got in trouble with your mouth? Saying something that was like completely stupid or just wrong and you're just like, nope, I uh, didn't mean to say that, but I got myself in trouble. I can't not say that. Um, so we have to be watchful of, of everything we do because what it does is this is, 
if we're not watchful of what we say, we open up a trap for ourselves. We allow the enemy, if we don't watch what we say, the enemy, we allow the enemy to come into our life. We allow Satan to, to have access into our life sometimes by what we say. And then Isaiah, in Isaiah 62, he says, O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually to take, to take no rest. All you who pray to the Lord, give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. And, and, and when I was reading that, God spoke to me. He said, we post watchmen on the walls. Uh, uh, we have to post watchmen on the walls. We have to be... Uh, we have to be, have acute vision. We have to have eagle-like vision on the walls to, to watch um, for what the enemy is doing. But then he says, they pray day and night continually, take no rest. All you who pray to the Lord, give him no rest. What I, and, and God spoke to me, that is intercession and intercessors. These watchmen are on the walls. They're watching. And, and it's not just a physical wall of, of watching, but it, Isaiah is saying to them, remind God. Pray until he, he, he comes through on what he's doing. He says, be an intercessor. Be uh, and, and intercede for other people in your family, in your church, in your, in your work, whatever it is. He, he's talking about intercessors. Don't give God rest. Because when we stop talking, it's not that he's not listening, but if we keep saying to God, hey, keep reminding me. He's like, okay, well, they keep reminding me. I got to go do it. God's not a slacker. He's not a procrastinator by any means, but we got to remind God. And he's saying, don't give God rest until he completes his work. So God is saying, as, watch, as watchmen over our, our, our walls and our lives, and I'm not saying put up walls to people, but I'm saying in guarding our hearts, guarding our lives, guarding our families, we have to be watchmen. It's intercessory. It's intercessory prayer for our families, for our church, for our, our careers, for our um, children, whatever it is. Habakkuk 2.1 says, I will climb up my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. He's talking about intercessory. He's like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to wait till, to see how God answers my complaint. God places watchmen in the church and in our lives to watch and to sound warnings. Um, Sarah and I watched this movie. Um, it was about the pilgrims. And it, was, it wasn't a really movie. It was like a miniseries, but we rented it on DVD. And um, it was about uh, the pilgrims. And they come over and um, they built this fort. But, and it reminded me when I was putting this together, it, it was um, they were still unsure about the Indians. And they had made friends with some of the Indians, but no matter um, what, if it was friendly or not, when they saw Indians, there was this big guy running up on top of the fort and he had a big pan and he had a spoon and he's banging it and he's making noise because he was alerting people to the sound, with that sound that there was something coming. Whether it was friendly or it was um, not friendly, he was saying, hey, there's something out there. Look, pay attention. All eyes focus on this. You guys turn to Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33, starting in verse 1, it says, Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people, and say to them, 
when I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land to take a man from their territory and make them their watchmen. When he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. But he heard the sound of the Lord, excuse me, the sound of the trumpet, but does not take warning, his blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So, one translation says, if the watchman doesn't, if there's danger on the outside and the watchman doesn't blow the horn or the trumpet and make the sound for people to understand, their lives are in, uh, on his head. So our jobs, as, as parents, as, as uh, children of God, as, as intercessors, as, as people, is to watch and be aware because we are accountable for our children. We are accountable for the people God has placed under us. So God placed watchmen in the church and in our lives to sound the warning, but also to tell us when it's safe. Watchmen have different vantage points than we do on the ground. You know, there, there's a lot of times, it, it, go back to the hunting, and I, I'm, I don't hunt, but... Um, you know, tree stands. You, you have a different vantage point when you sit in a tree stand than when you do and you sit on the ground. You see more. You have a higher vantage point. You can see things better. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where you'll see people and they, they will sit on a hill and wait for animals to go down into the valley because they know that they're going to go through that valley. They're going to go through that area because they have a vantage point where they're going to take the easiest route to get to something, and we have a vantage point over them. So Hebrews 13 says, spiritual leaders are, are, are here to watch over you and, you're, and over you and are responsible and accountable for you. Same way with parents. We're accountable for our children. We are accountable to watch over our children and to sound an alarm or to say, hey, all's clear when something is going on. But Hebrews 13 says we need, as spiritual leaders, we are required and responsible for you. So as, as parents, as leaders, as um, whatever, we have to have a vantage point that's higher than the average person. We have to, Sarah and I have to, we have to be able to look out and say, you know what, I see something. I see something and, and, and sound the alarm. As parents, we have to be able to, to sound that alarm and say to our children sometimes, hey, I see something dangerous in your life and I need this. I, I, need you, I need this to stop or, hey, I need you to change the way you're doing things. So if we look, we have to have, we look back at the eagle. The eagle has the ability to hone in and be able to see the, the most minuscule thing. And I'm not saying point out every little thing in someone's life, but I'm saying be watchful. Have the ability to watch. Watch the outside walls. Watch the front, your home, the front door of your home. Watch what comes in before you don't know what is coming in. Matthew 24, and you guys don't have to turn here. I'm just going to read this for you. It says, you too must keep watch. 
for you don't know what day the Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he'd keep the wa- he, w- he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You must also be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when at least expected. So this is, I mean, this is as practical as, as you can get. Jesus is saying, hey, if you know someone's going to come break in your house, you're not, gonna, you're not just going to go walk away and leave the front door open for them. You're going to know and you're going to chase that person off. So Jesus is saying, keep watch and, and, and be aware of what is going on. Because, I mean, I don't know anybody that's just going to say, hey, I know this guy's going to come over and rob us, so I'm just going to leave and let him take what he wants. No, you're going you're gonna to be sitting in the front door when he walks in and go, hey, buddy, how you doing? And, um, yeah, usually with something of um, a little defensive or off- offensive purposes. Um, but Jesus is saying, be watchful. Be mindful of what is going on. And then Jesus is with his disciples and he says to them, he goes, he takes them up into the garden and he's going to pray. He says, hey, watch and pray with me. And and then they come back and, or Jesus comes back and they're sleeping. He goes, you couldn't have, uh, you couldn't have stayed awake for an hour and prayed and watched with me. You couldn't have stayed uh, up. And and I, I, sometimes as as people, we, we tend to fall asleep on the post and we allow things in and we allow things to come through the walls in and out and we like, well, how did that happen? And then God reminds us, hey, remember that time you dozed off a little bit? So we need to watch our, our walls, our inner walls. God has designed us to be powerful but when we don't watch and we we don't uh we don't leave the front door open at night we don't just like hey i'm going to leave the screen door open prop it open and leave the front door open in the middle of the night i mean you never know what you're going to what's going to be in your house i mean half the time at our house we open the front door and there's an animal running and it's not ours i mean it's like what get out you know and then half of them just stay and um but it's true yeah but we need to be watchful. We don't just leave doors open in our lives. We don't just leave um, the windows open for the enemy to come in. Be watchful of what, what is, is creeping around the walls on the outside and trying to get into the house. Normally in, in cities, um, in a lot of the older, in uh, Jericho especially, if you read the Bible, Jericho, their, their city was, was, the walls were huge, but the, the houses were actually built in, into the wall, not like in the actual wall, but built upon the wall. So they had their wall, and then the houses were built like in, in sections up on the wall, so they were actually do, doing this. So when, when a lot of these cities were built that way, when he's saying, hey, watch the walls, but watch your front door, because once they got over the wall, their front door was right there. And so basically, you're, the, the outside walls here, inside walls here, the houses were built against here, so their front door was here. So all they had to do was walk over the wall down and over into their front doors. So the men would be standing in front of their households at night watching to make sure no one got into the house. Uh, 
So we need to watch over our inner walls of, of what God is, is saying and where God is, is, is telling us to be watchful. And, and if we don't, um, if we're not aware of things, you know, we need to really talk to God and say, God, where, where am I not being mindful? Where am I not being wa- uh, watchful in, in my life? Um, we need to keep a close watch on our lives. You know, we don't mic- we're not micromanaging, not um, being lording over, but watching what is going on in our lives, watching what is, is happening because, you know, God's like, hey, I've warned you. I sent off the alarm, but you're not, you're not paying attention. So we need to stand guard on our, on our hearts and our houses. And be mindful of, of what is coming in, what we hear, what is said to us, what is said about things to us. You know, the, the enemy has multiple ways of working his, his little weaselly problems into our lives and, and causing problems in our lives, excuse me. Um, he has ways of working those little things in there. And um, I can't remember where it is, but it says, watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble or corrupt many. And... and and I'm not saying, we're not talking about bitterness, but what I'm saying is, is this, is we have to be watchful of those little things that we will be walking into our lives. If we don't, if we leave the windows open, we leave the doors open, things will come in that we don't even realize are there until the next morning we get up and say, oh, where'd that come from? Or we walk around like, how did that get here? You guys ever had that one where you're like, where'd that come from? You get up one day or you walk around the house and like, do we own this? Or, I didn't know we had this. And, and it may not be yours, but it might have been something somebody left, and you're like, or you're doing the dishes, and like, when did we get this casserole dish? And then you gotta, you know, you know ask all your friends, is this yours? Is it, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of like that, but that's how the enemy works. He, he, something sneaks in there, and we don't even realize, and then three days later, we're like, where the heck did this come from? I, we've had it in our lives, we've had it in our, in our household, where it's like, man, what is going on? Where, when did this? And then we have to look back and say, remember this time. Remember this thing or this person or this whatever came into the house and, look, and what, brought, what came in with that person or with whatever was brought in. So when we, Sarah and I, whenever we have company, um, we usually pray before we have company, especially if it's somebody that we don't know on a regular basis. If we have somebody that has never been in our house, we're, we're all over prayer. We're like, you know what? No, because we don't know wh- what they're bringing in with them, and we don't know what the enemy is trying to do in our household. So I have to stand at the front door of my house, and I've stood in the front door of my house and said, no, you will not come in, in a physical way, in a spiritual way. And I've laughed at demonic forces, and I've... And I've made them mad and I've watched them try to come into our house. And I said, no, you won't come in. You know, it, it kind of reminds me, I'm going to get a little nerdy on you, but it reminds me of um, Lord of the Rings. And, and there's that one scene, and, and I know I'm getting super nerdy on you, but yeah, there's this one, one scene and Gandalf puts his staff down. He says, you shall not pass. And we can edit this out for the nerdiness sake of it, but it really is that it's putting that down and saying, you will not pass. 
you will not come into my life. You will not come into my, my household. You will not come into my family. You will not cause destruction in my family. So being watchful, being mindful of the things that are going on in our lives. You know, it, it, this is not a, a warning. This is not a, um, a uh, you know, something to make you guys fear, but it's just a reminder of what God says. Be watchful. He told Nehemiah, he's telling Isaiah, he's telling all these people, be watchful. Jesus is saying to his disciples, watch and pray with me. Intercede with me and watch. So if, G, if, if God is telling us to be watchful throughout the entire word, and Jesus is, right before he's going to be crucified, says, watch with me, pray with me, intercede for me, intercede with me. I think it's poignant. I think it's, it's, I think it's something that we need to be mindful of. I think we need to be reminded of. Let's pray.